Hi, I'm Rob Worrell, and you're listening to a very special edition of the NL Full-Time Podcast. The uh, league season, and indeed the FA Trophy final, which was the last of the major non-league games this season, are all some 10 days or so behind us now. But for some of those players playing in the uh, top four steps of non-league football, the season's not quite over. Paul Fairclough's England C squad are out here in Tallinn in Estonia to play an end-of-season friendly against the Estonian under-23s. That's their national under-23s. Of course, Paul Fairclough gets to pick English players under the age of 23 that are playing outside of the EFL. So with thanks to Paul Fairclough and friend of the podcast Mick Payne, also to James Earl at the FA for allowing the NL full-time podcast to uh, shadow the England Sea Squad so closely throughout this trip. And they trained a little yesterday, had a very al- early alarm call today. That's Tuesday as I record this for an early morning flight from Luton. And uh, they'll shortly be going for uh, a little session, a pool session, after which or at which I shall catch up for a little pre-match chat with Paul Fairclough and also with Kurt Willoughby who over the last 24 hours has sealed a move from step two to step one and he'll be playing up front for AFC Fylde next season. That means that ultimately there are three AFC Fylde players in this squad. James Hardy and uh, Ryan Crowsdale being the other two. I really want to say just how welcoming everybody has been from the players to the staff you know, to really make me feel welcome uh, and almost as part of their team as they prepare for this game against a familiar foe, really. England played against Estonia in the UK back in October 2018. And, of course, back in March of this year, the England Sea squad played Wales and they drew that one 2-2. At the moment, I've just got an hour or so to myself. I'm sat in a cafe on the edge of the old town in a rather beautiful city, actually, of Tallinn. Uh, more of that as we go along, but uh, an interesting match and a uh, couple of days in store. Okay, I've been joined here at the hotel just before they go for a little pool session by Kurt Willoughby. And Kurt, it's been quite a couple of days. You must be pinching yourself. Yeah, no, um, obviously it's all been uh, announced that I've signed for AFC Fylde and I'm, I'm really happy. Uh, glad to get it over the line before we came away with with England C, um, yeah, I'm just really happy. Back to full-time football and, uh, yeah. Looking forward to the challenge of the National League. Yeah. Um, and, and hopefully teaming up with the league's most prolific striker, Danny Rowe. I wonder if you can get a pass out of him. Yeah, no, that, um, I'll, be, I'll be shouting, I'll be shouting to try and get a pass. But yeah, no, I'm I'm same sort of minded as him. I want to score as many as I can. And uh, I think I think we'll do well together and hopefully, hopefully we both have successful seasons. Well, a couple of boys on the podcast, Luke and Chris, they'll have seen you in action a couple of times this year. I hadn't, but I have just caught a little five minutes on YouTube of uh, Kurt doing his stuff and uh, what I see is pace, strength, hunger, uh, and not frightened to have a go from outside the box as well. Yeah, no, that's what I've, that's sort of my style that I've been all my life, you know. Um, like I say, I'm quite quick, like you say, hopefully good movement, and, you know, I like to, I'm not afraid to shoot, even if it, might not come off you know I've got to have a go so uh, yeah I've always been like that it's just um, when you get older and more experienced it's when and where to do certain things and uh, I think most of our listeners will be familiar that you uh, 
scored the best part of 20 goals with FC United this season. Prior to that, tell us just a, a little bit about uh, where you were before you uh, you appeared in the FC United side. Yeah, so uh, just quickly, obviously everyone starts in Sunday League, get picked up by Preston North End, played for them. Um, ended up moving to Fleetwood Town, did all my scholarship at Fleetwood Town. Um, then after that, I, that's when I first dropped into non-league. So I played for, I found myself at sort of AFC Blackpool, which was a local team. Um, that was my first ever like men's football, 17, 18, whatever it was. Um, played there, scored X amount of goals, then moved to a team called Cliverow in the Evo Stick North. Did, had two seasons there, did well there. That's when I then moved to FC United, where obviously I've just done my first full season with them and now I'm moving on to, to Fylde, so yeah. So you've been picked up by one of the National League's strongest sides, obviously the FA Trophy winners just 10 days ago. But bringing it back to England, see, this will be your third appearance uh, under Paul Fairclough's side. You looking forward to it? Yeah, no, yeah, it's my third appearance. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I know what to expect now. Obviously, I've been played twice and I've really enjoyed it every time I've come. This one's a bit more special and different because we've come out to, to Estonia. Um, the weather's a lot nicer here, so... Um, and they're, they're a good team it'll be a tough test but no the whole experience is good and I'm really enjoying it it's going to be quite contrasting isn't it because age wise it could be quite similar but yeah. Estonia have got the whole country to pick from and yeah. uh, Paul's uh, got a smaller pool uh, you know in the top end of non-league yeah yeah. so we've, we've played them before we know what they're about I'm, yeah. sure, I'm assuming they'll be similar players um, but they're a good passing team um, we, we, we did beat them last time it was 1-0 um, when we played them at Leighton Orient's ground um, but yeah, like you say, they've they've got the whole country to choose from because it's their full under 23s. Um, whereas ours caps off obviously at non-league. Um, but we think we've got enough and we've got a good team um, that we can can get the win. That's brilliant. Well, thanks for joining us. Good luck with Fylde next season, and uh, more importantly and uh, more imminently, good luck in the game against yeah. Estonia tomorrow. All right. Thank you. Cheers. So we're here in Tallinn, and a brief moment just to catch some refreshment and, and catch up with a couple of fellas one of which I've known for a little while another one I've, I've actually met on this trip Mick Payne and uh, the uh, England team manager Paul Fairclough uh, great to meet you today Paul and thank you very much for making the uh, NL full-time podcast very welcome, welcome. Yeah. very welcome brother. very welcome um, first question to you the players they get the call they turn up they do as they're told and they go and play football. There's an awful lot more to it than that. This has been in, in the planning for a while. And here you are on the day before the game and uh, you've you pretty much got bare bones, haven't you, Paul? Yeah, I, th- I mean, what's happening is because, um, you know, look, we, we, we have a, a sensible budget, you know, that, and therefore our time with players is restricted. So our, that means our preparation has to be spot on, you know, it has to be uh, really on point. So a lot of preparation goes into it before the, the guys meet up. And, he, and, and when we're, we're up and running, we need to know, you know, for example, we get to see the boys for probably one session on this trip because of the, the, the difficult journey and the timings of the flights. So, you know, you're working, you're grafting. Once you've seen the lads in training, you're grafting then, you know, you're planning what the shape's going to be, suiting, suiting the mix. And there's, there's lots that goes on until kickoff time. 
and Mick, just thinking about the bonding side of things, is it naturally it's a little bit easier when they come away and they come out of the country and they're, and they're in it together? Does that help with the bonding process? Without doubt. I mean, the one big thing that Paul's always done, and it's been great every time we come away, the lads get together, they do these five questions, basically, where they uh, ask, you know, certain things and they get to know one another very, very quickly. It's, a, it's been a great process that's worked so, so well over the years. And you're right, well, I think when they come away, a lot of these lads are really excited for the opportunity of playing for the England Sea. But as I keep saying, the one thing that Paul has done, which is just an incredible thing, it happens very, very quickly where these lads do become a team. And that's exactly what, you know, Paul puts across. And uh, Paul, coming on to the squad that you have got, you, since the original squad you named, you lost John Mellish for good reasons. He's gone up to the yeah. Football League, to Carlisle. Yeah, well, I was with John at the non-league awards this this uh, few weeks back, and John was excited about coming out to to us. He was still unsure of where his future was going to be, but you know, um, normally when, if if a player goes up into the uh, Division 2 via his own club there's a period in June because the AGM of the conference doesn't happen until this weekend so they're still officially a National League side so normally when they've won the championship or got promoted through second place they're still eligible and they still can play and in some cases we had lads signed for the pro club and the pro clubs actually said well yeah go on get your last game under your belt uh, but in John's case Carlisle start paying his money straight away and, and they didn't want to take the risk you know I mean and the boy was uh, I mean I was with his mum and dad they were chuffed that he'd been selected but you know I can understand it from Carlisle's point of view um, you know it'd be terrible if the boy got injured we don't want to steal his career from him but um, so we lost John Mellish but we also lost the likes of uh, Dan Happy who's been doing well for us Marvin Ekpetita mm. and also Lawrence Maguire so mm. the the back four was sort of because I'd got plans on playing John Mellish as a, as a, as a full back mm. um, so we had the back four sort of ripped apart mm. um, and further still with Connor Stevens being ill and not able to travel yeah Connor Stevens was, was poorly which was a shame because um, you know I know the lad was up for it so but it doesn't you know it, it doesn't make any difference because um there's always someone there who's screaming for the opportunity and and we've got i mean i'm very proud of the group that we pulled together it's probably the youngest back four that we're ever going to put out and probably the, the least experienced back four that we've ever had but we can adjust around that and and and, and you know they'll step up to the to it you know the the, the lads we brought in are all capable uh, of stepping up to to big big occasions and Mick I've, I've, I've bumped into you a couple of times throughout the season you're keeping an eye on players and it's not just step one step two there's every possibility tomorrow night that you might see a player from step one, two, three and four out there. Well, definitely will be a possibility. Yeah. Uh, as Paul's already mentioned, you know, the, the back four is uh, is made up of those uh, various steps, no doubt about it. But, you know, just want to just endorse what Paul said. These these guys, when they come and play with the England C team, there's no doubt about it. They raise their game, Rob. They raise their game. It's quite incredible. Yes, of course, they play through the season and they play with their clubs and they, they perform well. But there's something when they put that England shirt on, they come out there and they really do perform and uh, yeah really excited about this uh, you know this game coming up uh, on Wednesday night 
final point to you, Paul, has got to be about the weather. It's glorious as we sit here. And as a manager, that might concern you a little bit because by the time that game kicks off tomorrow night, it's going to be, what, 23, 24, 25 degrees. Quite different to the last time you came here? Yeah, the last time we came here was uh, we finished with a snow storm. You know, uh, we were hanging on in the game. It was a cup match at that. This is a friendly. Um, but no, I mean, you know, we've been to this part of the world before. We were across the way in, in Finland a few years ago where we played in similar conditions to to this. Um, it's all part of, the, of the, the glorious event for England Sea, you know. I mean, this will be... What is, what is really exciting for some of the lads is the fact some of them have never played a football match, never never mind even an international game but they've never ever played a football match abroad you know other than when they, they play on the beach in uh, in Ibiza like with their mates so this is a real a real first for them you know and um, and, and you know we get we give them the license when we when when they go out and play for England I mean I know both Nick and I have done the three points thing when we were involved at the club level I mean um, so we have got the luxury of not having to be dictated by the, re- the result and, and we can we can be dictated by the performance so we're looking forward to a, the lads just putting on a really good performance win or lose thank you Paul thank you Mick good luck tomorrow and uh, we'll catch up with you again after the game so that was the England Sea management team of Paul Fairclough and Mick Payne speaking 24 hours or so before the game in Estonia and later on that evening I was uh, very privileged to be invited into the England Sea team meeting um, at their hotel where Paul demonstrated uh, a fantastic example of how to get players that don't know each other how to bond. He'd set them a, a task, a challenge to, to get to know one of their teammates kind of inside out in 24 hours and that the players then had to take it in turns to stand up and report to the rest of the squad uh, what they'd found out about the person that they'd been paired with and uh, whilst it's obviously not for me to share individual stories in this podcast there was a theme running throughout and it staggered me so many of those young England Sea players 21 22 23 years old have already suffered uh, an incredible amount of adversity in their careers be it uh, long-term injuries out for a year out for 18 months or just uh, suffering the indignity of being released by clubs at a high level and and having to drop down and go again go again they have they've shown huge courage and great mental strength to get back where they are right now which is 24 hours away from pulling on the three lions shirt of england and representing their country i'm joined by uh, Borenwood and England Sea goalkeeper Ryan Huddart. Ryan, uh, you just finished your final training session before tonight's match. How'd it go? Yeah, it was really good. We ran through some set plays and got familiar with those. Rob managed to nearly score. <laughs> uh, no, it was a good morning. All the lads outside together, a little stretch off together and preparing for tonight, really. Uh, with the goalkeeping training, obviously you've got Mick Payne in the squad who's specifically doing some work with you and with Ben. But I guess it really comes alive for you once you do get into that set pieces and stuff. And, and whilst it's a little bit low-key at times, trying different things, uh, one or two little saves there, the, the same thing might happen tonight. Yeah, no, I believe in trainers you play, so I think it's important to make sure that you're always switched on in training because uh, when you when you need to be in a game, you might not be. 
Yeah, and uh, you mentioned out there that Aldershot probably could have done with some defensive organisation. Yeah, like I showed like in 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 the set piece training, I just thought I'd get that one in. But um, it was a difficult season for Boreham Wood, wasn't it? And yeah. and you'd have looked at Aldershot and thought that could have been you. It almost yeah. was, wasn't it? Well, with I think ten games to go, I think when we played you guys at home and we lost, I think it was two nil. Uh, we were a little bit worried at the time. Um, we were looking over our shoulder, but I think we just had a little bit more defensive now. So maybe probably we just looked a little bit more well polished. Uh, we had an eight-point buffer that helped as well. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, no, hopefully, well, you never know. You might be with us again next year, so we shall see. We will wait and find out, Ryan. Um, obviously, it was a difficult season. Boreham and Aldershot both lost a lot of key players, and it's yeah. not always easy to replace. Yeah. Are you hopeful, I'm sure you are hopeful, that, that the club can kick on again next season? I hope so. Um, I think it's difficult. It's going to be a really, really tough league next year. I think the quality throughout the league is going to be even better than next mm. year because I mm. think the two, the four teams that are coming up um, from the lower league are better than the four teams that have gone down. Um, so I think that's, that's going to be difficult. Um, the yeah. sides coming in as well, Yeovil yeah, and Notts County. Yeah, the sides dropping down. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Yeovil are a massive team. Notts yeah. County are massive. Yeah. So they're going to have good budgets. I know Dover are going for it. Hartlepool are going for it. So there's Fylde obviously go again. Mm. You'll have Tick Wrexham will go. So you're going to have Bromley, uh, Bromley recruiting well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, Bromley have signed some, signed a few players already. Mm. So it's going to be a real difficult, difficult year. And you're going to have that one that will come from nowhere. You don't know. Who it might be. It might even be a Chorley that will end up coming forth you know you just yeah. don't know yeah and if you do go on Ryan to play at a higher level again what a magnificent experience this level will have been the yeah, national league the most diverse league in the world it's really put me as a young goalie in good stead because um, I've played in week in week out for Boreham last year and it, it's for me growing up I've just done loads of training and played reserve games this year it's got a little bit the other way in the sense I haven't trained as much but I've been playing week in week out and that's probably what I needed um, and I've really enjoyed it as well. I've enjoyed it, but obviously we're all, we're all human. We want to play as high as we can. So, mm. yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll keep you. you there. Wish you well for tonight. Thank you. And uh, all the best next season. Thank you very much. Well, we've arrived here at the Cad Riaru Stadium. I think that's how it said uh, in Tallinn. We're just over an hour from kickoff and uh, sat with me as a very proud uh, Lawrence Jones, the uh, FA Head of National League System. And Lawrence, uh, we talked about this sort of outside the interview, but uh, it's a role you take very seriously and uh, you're very proud of. Very much so. I think um, bringing uh, you know, top flight English England players out who play in the National League system is a, it's a massive opportunity for those players. It's um, a chance to represent their country. Um, and yeah, it is, it is something to be proud of. I mean, we sit here tonight looking around this beautiful stadium. Um, yeah, the players will be incredibly proud when they walk out the tunnel. Chance to wear the Three Lions badge. And uh, yeah, it's their moment and one they fully deserve. Um, and it will be a, it will be a tight game. We, you know, we played a Sony at Leighton Orient last season. Uh, it was a narrow one 0 victory, and it was uh, so it will be it will be another tight game tonight, I suspect. And uh, it's pretty warm out here, isn't it? It is. 20, 25 degrees at the minute. It may drop one or two degrees in the next hour. We shall see. One thing I've really picked up being in and around the squad, Lawrence, is that everybody here. Uh, is committed to their roles, and I'm talking not just about the players, but some of the staff and, and the backup team. 
but everybody, everybody has a smile on their face, and and and, and it's a happy ship that Paul Fairclough likes to run, isn't it? Yeah, Paul. I mean, you know, Paul, Paul is legendary in what he does, and he does run a happy ship. Um, and it, it's a, it's all about being focused on the players. This is uh, about giving the players that opportunity to to play on an international stage. Um, for some, it might be the only chance in their life they do it, and for others, it may happen more than once. But to come out, represent your country. Um, huge huge motivational piece because you know we look at this to create players give players that chance to progress their careers because I think when you're playing opposition from different parts of the world that can only help player development and I think you know there's the England C team has a huge track record of success of players who have gone on to play at a higher level uh, and the England C has played a, a huge part of that because it's given players uh, a new experience because you never stop learning in this game and I think this is uh, and that's why it's so important that you know at our level of the game players do get a chance to represent their country and to experience places like Tallinn tonight where they'll be presented with perhaps different challenges than they're used to in the, playing for their clubs and that will aid their development and better prepare them for in whatever direction their career goes in finally just a thank you from me really as a, as a general non-league fan uh, and many other fans I'm sure not to mention those players that are going to wear the three lines but thanks for keeping this going and, and representing our country so proudly well the FA is really committed to it yeah we are committed to providing international opportunities uh, at this at this level of the game um, actually you were so impressive in training this morning but you know there's, there's a chance you might get on tonight I think actually but it was um, no it's, it's, it's seriously though it's a, it's a really important part of the non-league scene we have an amazing national league system uh, in England it's something that I'm incredibly proud of it's uh, it's unique now the federation in the world can provide this structured pathway for for clubs and players to go from the parks to the Premier League, and uh, the international aspect of it, the uh, the England uh, C team, is a very important ingredient to what we're trying to put together. Fantastic! Thank you very much for joining us, Lawrence. I know you've got a busy night ahead, and uh, enjoy the occasion yourself. Yeah, indeed. Thank you. So we're 15 minutes from kickoff now in the Kadrioru Stadium in Tallinn. Estonia and now accompanied by the worst version of you'll never walk alone I've ever heard in my life the England team to start this evening in goal Ben Killip of Hartlepool attacking left back will be Alex Brown of Buxton on the right side Luke Trotman of Darlington centre backs Mitch Dickinson of Hive Town step four and David Long King now of St Albans in step two in midfield, central, Ryan Crowsdale of AFC Fylde. Uh, Tom White, formerly of Gateshead. We'll wait and see where he starts next season. And uh, up front on the right-hand side, Efron Mason-Clark of Barnet. On the left-hand side, Joe Rowley of Chesterfield. And uh, up top in the central striker's position, Kurt Willoughby, now of AFC Fylde. Paul Fairclough's England have four substitutes this evening. Uh, goalkeeper Ryan Huddart of Borehamwood, uh, Wesley Fonguk of Barnet, Matt Lowe from Brackley, and Isaac Galliford from Kitchen Town. So we're just a minute or so in, a good early attacking move from England with a lot of players getting involved. And uh, could it be an omen? They're playing in the World Cup winning colours of the red shirts, white shorts and red socks. Chance for Estonia, but Ben Killip comes out. He's big, he's strong. 
and he blocks it so hard it goes out for a throw. We're in the 12th minute here and the first chance for England. Kurt Willoughby getting in on the left-hand side of the area and uh, he shot across the goal, but it was just past the Estonian goalkeeper's uh, left-hand post. And uh, with 12 minutes gone, it remains. Estonia under 23s nil, England C nil. 20 minutes gone here and uh, England have earned themselves a free kick. It's uh, a little bit further outside the D than I first thought, but uh, it's around about 28, 29 yards out, left of centre. Kurt Willoughby's there. He fancied it. So's uh, Joe Rowley of uh, Chesterfield. I think it's going to be Willoughby steps up now, strikes it into the wall, follows up his own shot into the wall again. And the third shot comes in uh, from England, but uh, that's blocked too. Comes out to Rowley, he puts a cross in. There's a good header from Efron, Mason Clark. It's on target, but safely in the hands of the Estonian keeper. 20 minutes gone. Estonia under 23s, nil. England C nil. 25 minutes gone, it's still nil nil, but another chance for Estonia and Ben Killip. We've been. Uh, admiring his kicking in this game but uh, his pace off the line to come out and shut down opportunities for the home nation it's probably the biggest reason why with 25 minutes gone it remains nil nil here's Hardy on the ball tries a little ball through to Efron Clark he's in left hand side of the area shoots slightly off balance left footed over the bar and credit to the Estonian defender who did enough to put him off there half an hour gone now in Estonia Eight minutes to go until half time here. Estonia have got their fourth corner in the last 10 minutes. And it comes left footed, an out swinger to the far post. It's knocked down, a shot's gonna come in and another pass and a shot and eventually skied over the bar from seven yards from the Estonian number two and it remains nil nil. 42 and a half minutes gone. Good bit of interplay between Alex Brown and Joe Rowley. Has led to a free kick for England. Out uh, on the left-hand side. It'll effectively be like a short corner into the box. And I know England C have a plan for this one because I saw it myself in set-piece training this morning. So Rowley's going to take it. One arm up in the air as we approach half-time here. In comes the ball. It's punched up in the air by the goalkeeper. And, uh, and then falls to the feet of Hardy who in trying to swing and connect with the ball catches the Estonian player and is shown a yellow card 43 minutes gone well could England take the initiative here just before half time in Tallinn been under the cosh a little bit of this first half but uh, they've won themselves another free kick almost identical position to where Willoughby took the right footed free kick earlier so left hand side of the D about 29-30 yards out Willoughby shoots, hits the wall again, comes back to him again, and it hits the wall again, and it's Groundhog Day here in Tallinn. Lovely bit of skill by Rowley. The ball shifted over to the left, and here's Willoughby arriving. He gets his shot in, and it's saved by the legs of the Estonia keeper, but the best move of the first half from England, see. And uh, it remains as we approach half-time. So half-time here in Tallinn. It's Estonia under 23s nil, England C nil. And I'm joined by the non-league papers, Matt Badcock, 
Matt, what do you make of the uh, the first half of the game? No goals to show for it, but it's been lively enough, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been it's been sort of an interesting interesting half. I mean, the chances at both ends, haven't they? And both teams may think they they could and should have scored, but it's been um, yeah, it's been interesting because obviously England. That's, this is on the back of one training session, isn't it? One training session on Monday and set pieces this morning, and you know, the chance at the end for Kurt Willoughby where. Um, Keepers made a good save, came after a really good move, and that just shows, you know, how that sort of the camaraderie sort of coming together. Yeah, as, uh, he looks the most like scoring Kurt Willoughby. He's the only uh, starting, uh, the only one in the starting eleven that has scored for England before. Uh, in fairness to Estonia, they've got some good players out there, haven't they? And uh, in their playing squad today, they've got six, is it, or seven internationals that have played for the full Estonian side. Yeah, I think six, six in the starting lineup, um, one on one on the bench, and. Um, it's Frank uh, Frank Lieback who's and uh, the, the front two have both played. Frank Lieback and Marcus Poom have, have both played for the uh, senior team. You can see why because they both look very lively. And Lieback's Ben Phillips had to make a couple of very important saves from um, Lieback. So it's uh, yeah they're a, they're a, they're a handy side. I've, I've seen England see play against Estonia um, quite a few times now, and this is you know one of the most lively Estonian teams I've seen for sure. It is incredible, isn't it, that you get two teams from different countries, one from non-league in one country, uh, one from under-23s across the whole country, and it actually makes for such uh, a pretty even game, really. We're just looking at the stats over on the far side. It's nine efforts on goal for the home side and six for England, so uh, pretty open game, just 4-3 on target. Uh, and the one booking so far went to James Hardy. But uh, a very notable name that on the team sheet for Estonia, the captain, Marcus Poom. We believe he is the... Uh, the son of uh, a formerly well-known uh, footballer from the English game? Yeah, son of um, Mark Poom, a reliably informed former Derby County Sunderland keeper and um, a bit of an Estonian legend, I think. Um, and yeah, he's looked, he, he's looked good, obviously. Didn't didn't follow in his dad's footsteps while going between the sticks and went, went up front trying to get a bit of glory. And he's captain as well, so yeah, he's, having a, he's having a good game. So eight minutes gone in the second half and uh, another good chance at either end. Kieber going close there after wriggling inside for Estonia, but uh, his shot missed the target. And uh, a couple of minutes before that, a magnificent uh, strike from Ryan Crowsdale. He really got hold of it, but uh, it unfortunately just kept rising and, and cleared the bar by about a foot in the end. Probably uh, the most eye-catching effort from England so far in the game. And... Uh, Eight minutes into the second half, it remains nil-nil. Another shot narrowly wide for Estonia on 56 minutes, but uh, Frank Levac has, uh, the, the, the big number nine for Estonia, has really caught the eye this evening. Uh, uh, a class act uh, involved uh, almost from start to finish in the last move. And uh, right now, Estonia have got that seventh in full international now on the pitch. Um, they're all still on there. Seven that have played for the full Estonian international team. Cross comes in from England. Can it be met at the far post? No, but it's flicked behind. It'll be a corner to England. So approaching the hour mark here in Tallinn and England have made a couple of substitutions. Now Joe Rowley comes off a little bit disappointed. Uh, coming into the fray is Wesley Fonguk of uh, Barnet. And uh, just a few minutes ago, we uh, we had the first substitution for England as well with Isaac Galliford of Hitchin Town coming on and James Hardy 
uh, as it stands without a club coming off. Ball from Efron Clark to Trotman. Just keeps it in. Now plays the ball back to uh, Tom White. White inside to Crowsdale. He sets it to Efron Mason Clark and spreads it out further left to Buxton. England keeping good possession here. Can they create the opportunity? Is Crowsdale on the ball again? Always at the fulcrum of any England moves. England keeping the ball right. That's 12, 13, 14 passes now. And uh, here's Efron Mason Clark. Lays the ball back to Crowsdale. Back out to uh, Tom White. Cross comes in, knocked down. Good control inside the area from Fonguk, who's just come on. Fonguk to uh, Crowsdale. Little ball into the feet of Clark. He turns nicely, goes down on the edge of the area, just outside, in fact. And it'll be a free kick to England for a left footer. Step up, Alex Brown. So, free kick to England, right on the edge of the area. Fonguk wants it, and so do so too does uh, Isaac Galliford who's just come on from Hitch in town further substitution from England is made uh, Matt Lowe coming on but up steps Galliford oh he hits the bar hits the post and uh, comes back out and Estonia clear what an introduction to England see that could have been for Isaac Galliford really fierce shot and it just struck the upright and came out and uh, rebounded to safety 64 minutes gone it remains Estonia under 23s nil England C nil just over 20 minutes to go here and uh, Ben Killip will be leaving Estonia with a clean sheet even if England don't because uh, that's his work for the evening done as 70 minutes strikes on the video uh, screen in front of us and uh, it's job done for Ben Killip. 20 minutes in the uh, three-line shirt for Ryan Huddart of Borenwood. I think they're going to have another drinks break as well. Another chance to have a quick catch-up with uh, Matt Badcock. Uh, second half, thoughts on that so far? England went oh so close with that Galliford free kick. Yeah, I think we all we all thought that was that was in, wasn't it? It was a great, great strike. And she just smashed back off the post and... Well, that would have been that would have been some goal and some some uh, debut for um, for the Hitchin Town boy. But yeah, you know, it's, it's, I can see a, I can see a goal in this somewhere. You know, almost surprising that it is still nil nil. But England have been playing some really good football actually in the, in the sort of second half. Put some really good moves together. Good work on the left hand side for England from Wes Fonguk, and he's won his side a corner. Twelve minutes to go here in Tallinn, and uh, I have to say there's still those. Very, very strong Estonian lineup out there. All, uh, all seven that have got some sort of full international cap are still out there. But England, with three or four reinforcements on the pitch, they're getting stronger and stronger. And they look as if they might nick something here towards the end of the game. The corner is taken short into the feet of Galliford. Ball comes back in again. It's headed strongly away by Estonia and they will clear their line. Crowsdale with the ball into the feet of Lowe. Back to Crowsdale, into Willoughby. Lovely ball out to the right-hand side. Finds Trotman. In comes the ball and it's cleared by Estonia. Out for a throw-in, but England are knocking on the door. Ten minutes to go. Estonia counter-attacking really well there. Yet again with that man, uh, Frank Levac. But yet again at the other end, timing his interception superbly is uh, a player who's been my England scene man of the match, David Long King. Uh, a player who's been playing at step three this season for Biggleswade. He's going to be playing in uh, step two next season. In comes the corner from Estonia and the header is wide and behind and uh, it remains goalless with nine minutes to go.
into the final two and a half minutes here. Chance for Estonia attacking from the right. And this time, Long King, for the first time all night, misses the ball. And it's, it's the right thing to do because carries on past him through the area and out the other side. Quickly taken throw in from Estonia, though. Ball into the box. And it's a great header. Really nice, deft header from the Estonian uh, captain. And a little bit unjust in the balance of play, but 88 minutes gone here. And it's Estonia under 23's one. England C nil. So the 90 minutes are up here in Tallinn, but there will be a minimum of six added on. Uh, stoppage in play at the moment for an injury to an Estonian player. Quick chance for a word with Matt Badcock on the goal. A little bit unlucky on England, who were getting stronger as the game wore on. Yeah, they were playing some really good football going forward, weren't they? And um, I think we all thought they should have a, maybe had a good penalty shout just before that when Kurt Willoughby was seemed to be pulled down in the box after he turned his man and Estonia have gone up the other end and, and sort of nicked it in the 88th minute, it looks like. There's still six minutes of uh, added time to come, so hoping for, uh, for some late drama. Nice passing move from England. Crowsdale involved, Fongook involved. Estonia clear their lines, but it's going to come back as England uh, look for that uh, late burst that might just uh, give them what would be a deserved draw here in Tallinn if they can find a way through. Brown on the ball on the left-hand side. Plays the ball back to uh, Mitch Dickinson. He's had a, a decent England C debut this evening. Estonia lift the ball forward. It's the number seven, the substitute. Bulganov, who's got the ball, and he's going to the corner flag to try and hold it up and waste time. And in terms of time, I think we've got less than one minute left. Class again from Livak on the left-hand side. Crosses the ball in. This is the number 16. Controls it seven yards out. Tucks it in low, right-footed. And that man, Livak, has been at the heart of everything for Estonia tonight. He's a class act. And he's assisted a second goal for the home nation. We're just about all done here. This is the final whistle here in Tallinn. And it's been a gutsy, brave showing from a very young England side against uh, a side full of quality from Estonia. And that quality... Well, it really shone through by the end of the match. Frank Livak, quite clearly the number nine, the man of the match for the home nation. England, well, they consider themselves a little bit unlucky. Probably played better in the second half, but conceded two goals. In the first half, perhaps a little fortunate to keep a clean sheet, but uh, it's all over here in Tallinn. And the final score, Estonia under 23, two England seat nil. I'm joined by England C and uh, Hitch in Town striker Isaac Galliford. Isaac, the moment came, you got yourself on the pitch and yep. before you knew it, you were eyeing up a little free kick. Just talk us through from there. Yeah, kind of just when I got on, got my chance and unfortunately for me, it just didn't go in. It was but, a good strike though, uh, let's give it justice. You really, you curled it and it had power on it as well and it really thudded back off the upright, didn't it? Yeah, uh, sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. And unfortunately for me today, it just didn't go in. Final scoreline a little harsh on England, do you think? If anything, it looked like um, your side was getting stronger towards the end. Yeah, I would say so. I think the team played great today. 
I mean, we created enough chances to win the game. I just think on another day, they, they probably go in. So it's unfortunate for us, but, you know, we can hold our heads high because it's a good team performance. You made a good impact when you came on. And uh, the other one other time I saw you play this season early on was in the FA Cup against Solihull Moors. And yep. uh, you're a little bit unlucky that day as well. You ran their defence ragged in the first half, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, that was a... Kind of one of my best games this season, I think. Uh, obviously, unfortunately, we lost that, but I mean, uh, the team performance and my individual performance, I was happy with. So, yeah. Well, in an hour or so's time, you'll get that first England cap, which will yeah. be a proud moment for you. How's the whole experience been for you, uh, playing with players from many different clubs and quite a lot of them from a higher level? Yeah, I think uh, the experience has been unreal, to be fair. Uh, the great bunch of lads and we've really like gelled together in the short space of time that we've had. And I think it's just uh, for any lad that can get into the England sea or any England squad and represent your country. It's a massive achievement and it's always something you should be proud of. Fantastic. Well done. And unlucky with the uh, one that hit the woodwork, but uh, I'm sure you'll replay that one over and over again in your mind. Oh, no. Thank you. Cheers. I'm joined by England sea goalkeeper Ben Killip, the now Hartlepool goalkeeper. We'll talk about that in just a minute, Ben. But... Uh, as far as tonight's concerned, I guess you must have quite mixed feelings, really, because you came off 70 minutes, yeah. job done, clean sheet, uh, and then unfortunately for your colleague, as, as the game was stretched late on, England did concede a couple of goals. Yeah, individually, I was quite happy with how I'd done. Like I thought, I haven't played a game for since the season ended, so it was, it was always going to be difficult for all of the boys, especially in this weather, for us to come out here against the side that's right at the start of the season, so they're fully fit and up and raring to go. So that was always going to be difficult for us, but... I, th I thought I'd done well individually. First, you could see last 15 minutes we started to struggle with the, the heat. Boys hadn't played for a while and it, it took its toll in the end and they got two late goals. What we noticed about you, particularly uh, how quickly you were off your line, you came out to block two or three quite early on um, and uh, also your distribution as well as that particular strength. Yeah, I think they're my only two strengths. <laughs> nah, I've, I've worked on them both quite a lot since I was a kid. So, yeah, yeah. the two things I think I'm quite good at yeah now let's just talk about that recent move uh long hard season with braintree plenty of shooting yeah. practice <laughs> against you uh unfortunately uh they, they did go down but uh hartlepool have come in for you and you mm. must be uh, a very proud man to get a move to a club like that yeah i'm delighted of the whole season i knew it was going to be a tough season with braintree because we didn't have the, the squad the finances the facilities to really compete at that level so it was always going to be difficult for us and we did struggle at times towards the end of the season we really picked up and I think if we had Danny Self the whole season it could have been a completely different season but things weren't to be but then as you said I thought I thought I had a good season individually so I was I was buzzing to get a move to Harley because it's a massive club and I get to like work the likes of Ross Turnbull who I'm um, delighted to be working with because he's going to kick my game on to like another level I hope. And just finally, how's the whole England Sea experience been? It's your third cap, I believe, tonight. But uh, a word for Paul Fairclough and uh, and the way he sets things up. Uh, it's very enjoyable, isn't it? Yeah, to be fair, I love coming away with the group because it's a great bunch of lads. The way we try and play football, is like it's, that, that's me down to a T and I love playing that way. And it's refreshing because in the National League, it's difficult to play that way. So it, it, it's really enjoyable in that sense. The boys are all good lads and you come and play in amazing games against other international teams, which is which is always a pleasure. I'm joined by England C manager Paul Fairclough. And Paul, the, the, the few hundred or so that were here to watch, enjoyed a pretty open game, a good game of football. Uh, and, listen, yeah. ter terrific game of football for any, if, uh, for a neutral, great game of football, yeah. 
and uh, I don't know if it was perhaps known to you but it wasn't known to a lot of people we did have it confirmed seven of those Estonian players who were all on the pitch in the second half have been awarded some sort of a full cap by their country they've been away on training caps or whatever very very strong opposition Having said that, you know, if they were on, on uh, we've done terrific. We've done, uh, we've put a real shift in, you know, you've got to consider that some of these lads have not kicked the ball for over five, four weeks, five weeks in some cases. And to come and play and perform like they did today, uh, for me, was an outstanding effort from them. You know, they, they couldn't have given any more for their country than what they did. They emptied every last ounce of energy that they had it was just a strange twist at the end really wasn't it because um your side stayed in the game and some difficult moments in the first half but in the second half they got stronger and that sort of 70 minute on mark paul it looked like england were the stronger yeah, for, for yeah. sure i think yeah. the um i think estonia probably edged it in the first mm. half um both teams had chances i think they probably had a few more than us uh, ben kept us in it for sure. Um, their keeper made a couple of saves, and then, as you say, we we second half we got stronger and we got stronger. The substitutions were, were working well, and, and we were in the ascendancy. And we were so close to. I mean, the, obviously, the free kick was uh, you know smashed against the post. Um, Kurt Willoughby is convinced he should have had a penalty. I don't know. I can't. We thought it was a fair shout, Paul. We've seen, really? him, we've seen him given. Yeah, and yeah. then you know, in, in search of a, of, a, of a win, you know, we got and, and tiredness and fatigue set in, mm. um, and it's human nature, you know, when when you're under the fatigue that it was because it was, it was amazingly hot out there. Um, I mean, the pitch is in shade now, but it was in bright sunshine, and and so we switched off from a throw-in through sheer exhaustion more mm. than anything mm. else. So, but some bright moments at either end though as well. And Gallifred coming on within two minutes, really powerfully curled that free kick, come yeah, bouncing back off the upright. Unlucky. Yeah, it was. It, look, you know, we we've we've had a, a group of players who've never met each other in their lives uh, and come on and put in a really good performance for their country and didn't deserve to lose a game 2-0 today. Um, I think for our performance in the, in the second half, I think we probably shaded it over the 88 minutes. Yeah, and no, it was those vital <laughs> right, two. Those, those little two, but, you know, yeah. it's, uh, we've all been watching the TV over the last few weeks, and those are the type of things that have been happening in, the, in, in games. You know, the last few minutes are crucial. Mm. But we didn't have any steam left. We, we, you know, certain areas of the pitch, we were on our knees. And one, one area you must be particularly proud of. You didn't have great strength in depth in numbers today. But at one point in the second half, you had six players on that are playing step two, three or four. Yeah. Uh, they all acquitted themselves well and none more so, if you don't mind me saying, than uh, David Long King at the back, whose timing and interceptions when under pressure tonight was first class. Yeah, I mean, if any, if England's, if this game had been in, in, in England uh, and when we play in England, you know, our matches are sprawling with, with Football League scouts. They'd have been all over David after that performance. I I I have to agree with you, Rob. Yeah, they. Uh, I thought he was outstanding. He was strong. Mm-hmm. He he didn't go to ground unless he really needed needed to, and he was brushing people off with his power and strength. 
uh, he can be very proud of his performance. Yeah, most importantly, though, he, he didn't manage to get past me in training today. And is that one regret <laughs> you leave here with, Paul, not having put me on the bench to bring on? Uh, it is really, because <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, the way you got up in the air for that corner, corner this morning, <laughs> I think that maybe if we'd have had you on the pitch, I'm sure you would have finished that, that couple of crosses we had to put, yeah. Finally from me, we'll speak again outside of this, but thank you very much for letting the NL full-time podcast come and, and play such a close part of this trip. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, it's been been a pleasure as well. Thank you very much, very Paul. Well. So we're in an almost empty stadium now. Still daylight. We'll be here until nearly midnight, actually, in Estonia. Um, but I just wanted to personally kind of download my thoughts on what's been an amazing trip and a great experience uh, it already would have been um i think being in, get, getting involved in training this morning as well was the icing on the cake for me but i want to say a little thanks as well to the man who's alongside me mick payne because that's where it all started for us uh you came on our podcast you asked us if we wanted to get closer and cover some of this and i hope we've done you proud yeah it was out and out rob as i said you've come here seen what's uh what it's all about you know people can talk about it today you know but unless you come and really see it right face value then you start to realise you've been involved with the training, as you say, <laughs> and I let people know he did hit a bar with the with the <laughs> header, so uh, it's a good effort. But uh, now let's get back to the team because the team, they were such a great group. I'm sure Paul Fairclough's already mentioned that, but the way they represented their country, my voice has gone because just mm. encouragement. But listen, you know they've come a long, long way in a short amount of time, and again, you know whether people realise this, they had seven internationals out on the field. Estonia, mm. full internationals. Let's mm. get this right. Mm. All right, it's Estonia, but they're full mm. internationals. Mm. Their back four, the second half, was all internationals. The centre forward who scored has scored for the full international side. So these players have really tested themselves against top, top players. So they will grow, as Paul always says, you know, the more you know, the mm. more you grow. And mm. uh, I've just got to say, you know, for me to be involved and see these lads do the business for their clubs, their families and everybody concerned, they should be extremely proud of them. And we spoke to uh, the FA, uh, the head honcho at the FA, Lawrence Jones earlier, and they're very, very committed to this continuing, which is which is great news. Uh, a word for the gaffer, Paul Fairclough? Yeah, listen, I'll say I've been with Paul for 16 years and uh, what he brings together, you know, he brings a party together and uh, he's very, very, um, every, every detail is covered. Everything is uh, meticulously in, uh, taken to, to account, if you like, Rob. You know, and uh, he never leaves any stone unturned. And as I said, he's been in a, you know, he's been a manager. He said it's been three points sometimes, and sometimes you have to get a result. He's looking for performance. He's looking to find players. He's looking to develop players. And you know, I'm very privileged to be alongside him, working alongside him, and uh, you know, being part of this uh, magnificent England Sea group. Well, a, a wonderful example you set, Mick. Thank you very, very much for your invitation um, and the warmth and the engagement of, of you and the squad over the couple of days. That's it from England Sea in Estonia. England in it right till very late on until that boom from Poom.